Bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is the Tech Marketing Pod Chat, casual discussion with some of the best, most passionate tech marketers out there. They share their stories, their insights, their day-to-day. So get ready to listen, learn, and get inspired. Welcome, bienvenue to another episode of the Tech Marketing Pod Chat. My guest today is Rosie Krop. She's a board member, senior advisor to tech companies, speaker, business coach, mentor, and a change leader. She had an amazing career in marketing, working at some of the best companies out there like Starbucks, Vodafone, Accenture, Kraft. She was also the CMO at the Swedish tech company Biznode. And now she's a consultant and senior advisor at her own consultancy called Lavendel. We talked about her career in marketing and international leadership and the advice she has for any ambitious marketers out there. Um, How do you build a successful career in marketing? We also talked about the role of marketing in leading change, how marketing and branding have a critical role in uh, pushing companies to transform and can drive the change from inside out. So I hope you enjoyed the chat. Hello and um, welcome, Rosie. Really happy to have you um, with me today. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let's uh, jump right in. I'm, um, I'm very impressed with uh, with the way you describe yourself, I think, on, uh, on LinkedIn as well. You're like a board member, a senior advisor for tech companies, a speaker, a business coach, a mentor, a change leader. Um, so a lot of description for, for what you do. And you, before, um, before that, you've been CMO at like Swedish uh, tech company Biznode. You've been head of marketing UK and Ireland at Starbucks. You've also worked at Vodafone, Accenture, Kraft. So um, I think we can say you had a, a pretty great uh, career. So Thank uh, you. I'm, um, I'm very impressed by, by your resume and I'm really dying to know if there's like um, a secret um, to, to build a career like that in, in marketing and, and in a way um, international uh, leadership. What a question. Um, how should I answer this? I don't think there's a recipe, but since I'm both a coach and a, a branding uh, leader, I think from the beginning, I built my career on a couple of, of principles that has worked for me. And one was clearly build on my passions. And another one was have a clear purpose. And I would say, the third one was probably a really clear vision of what I wanted to do. Not so much what others expected, but really what would I like to do? And I've been following that through my career. It's not like I had a plan for everything, but I would say very early on, I had a, a vision that I wanted to work international, for example, that has been very important for me. And I've been living abroad for many years. I've been working for many international companies, like you said, in, I think, around 70 different countries. So, yeah, that has been my, my kind of uh, star of light to follow. And then when it comes to passion, I was always passionate about brands. When I went to business school, I knew I want to work with branding. And 
I was also passionate about people and leadership. That's why I went to a career of coaching. And I still, after 25 years, think both those areas are super exciting. I think I'm blessed to have so many different areas I'm working within. Um, so yeah, maybe not a, a true recipe, but I think there's a couple of things that can help you no matter where you are in your career. And one is, like I said, have a clear vision for yourself. Another one is to have great mentors. I truly believe in mentorship. I think that's incredibly important. And I had mentors already when I were in business school and I've been keeping on having mentors my entire career. Now I'm a mentor myself to different people. Um, and I also followed challenges. The bigger challenge, the better. That has been my motto. So if you throw me a challenge, I would love to jump on. So that's how my career has kind of um, built up that I've been offered different interesting challenges, uh, often within the transformation field. And I've been always curious to explore them. And that has kind of steered the way I've been uh, choosing my different options, I think, exploring and choosing, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you said uh, your your vision was was to be work like internationally and then you had this passion about branding and uh, you talk about also having like a clear purpose um so what what have been like your your clear purpose i think it was always around doing something better you know taking what is and make it thrive that's it's it's hard to explain exactly how but that's how i made my choices and also looking for environments where I feel I can grow, uh, both sharing my own knowledge and experience, but also learning new things. So that has been part of it. And I, I do quite a lot of work with different organizations, NGOs, uh, both as a mentor, as a board member, as a coach, and that is a way of giving back. So that has also been part of my purpose, to give back to others, share knowledge, share expertise, help others to grow and inspire them. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, purpose. And you will say that in building your, your careers, your career over the years, you mostly followed opportunities that came to you or did you really seek out new opportunities at a certain time when you feel like you've accomplished what you came to do, you just seek out something new or how do you, how did you kind of build that, those different steps and those different roles you went to? I think it's been a mix if I look back. Um, when I just left business school, I was very clear that my, my first role has to be in a professional marketing company. So then I made a, a clear choice to start at Kraft, who had a fantastic portfolio of great brands like Marabou, Estrella, Jevali, etc. I think a lot of my opportunities has come through my network specifically, often coming at the same time. So you have to make a choice and that choice has to go back to what do I want to do? You know, what, what is my passion? Sometimes they come at a very inconvenient time. Uh, I remember when I was living in London with my husband and we, we thrived in London, we thought it was amazing. And then suddenly I got this fantastic opportunity to move to Dubai and to move from client side to agency side. And we were just about to get married. 
and it was almost like, no, this is not the right time. And then, yes, it's a great challenge. It's an adventure. Let's go. <laughs> so I think you, you can't plan everything. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. And it might be tricky to just offer your life to chance and opportunities. I, I kind of believe it's a mix of both. Having a vision and a guiding star, know where you're going. And when opportunity comes up, you can kind of evaluate Will they fit into my vision? Will they add to my experience and to my knowledge? That's how I've done it. Mm-hmm. And um, so what, what would you say, like, um, or what would be your recommendation for, for someone in, in marketing that, that want to move to the next step or like want to, um, to evolve their, their career? I think... From my perspective, starting if you really want to have a career within marketing, why not start with the best, the most professional? That was my choice, and I never regretted it. I thought it was amazing. I learned so much. And I also started in a company who had lots of global brands. Kraft owns a lot of global brands, but they have a huge local uh, remit. So you get that great exposure to how do you build global brands, but also how do you build local ones? And I think that is a very good experience to have as a, as a kind of new uh, and unexperienced marketeer. And then to build up a mix, I have, from my perspective, um, consciously chosen new industries and new roles. I've been moving in between because I want to learn more. Some people, they stay within the same industry all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally up to yourself. But I would, if I would give advice, I would say try to broaden yourself, meaning try both B2C and B2B marketing because it's, it's about building brands. It's not a huge difference in between. Uh, go between agency and client side. So you learn both. Then you become a really good marketeer. So... Don't be afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone, but really try to learn the foundation of building great brands. And also understand the whole menu of marketing. And that is everything from growth marketing, digital, to event, sponsorship, PR, communication, branding. I work with all of it. And I know most people divide it into marketing, branding, communication, da-da-da. I believe in building a great brand, you need to be able to understand everything. Yeah, I mean, I love this. Of course, like I also come from a background more on the branding side. And and I would say like right now, there's a lot of, uh, and especially in B2B, a lot of talk about performance marketing and growth marketing and, and people that um, sometimes think more short-term and don't always believe in in the power of building a great brand. So it's great to hear that that's, that's what you build your career on, right? Like on, on branding and this kind of passion and desire to build great brands. And yet you've become like CMO in like large tech companies. So this, this, this not one path, I guess, to kind of get there. You can take several, several paths. You don't really, you can start in one part of a marketing um, or the other one, right? I don't know if you've heard about this, a um, lot of, people talk about the T-shape kind of um, <laughs> a model when you really become yeah. specialized in something and then you, you kind of build this larger expertise. Um, do you believe that's the way to go? Or it's like more, like you said, trying to do a little bit of everything and get this more broader understanding of all the different parts that makes 
that makes marketing. Maybe you've not become an expert in especially one field. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. If I look at myself, yeah, I'm probably a T-shaped person as well, but I chose in my area. So I build a very broad uh, knowledge and experience within, like I said, the entire field of marketing, communication, branding. But I also been working a lot with leadership. I've been part of top management teams, board of directors. So then you need to have a helicopter perspective. At the same time, I think it gives you uh, a kind of, of sense of being grounded if you have expertise in something. And that also makes it easier for you to, to have maybe a role as advisor later on. So my expertise has, has kind of been in the, the strategic side strategic brand and business development side so how do you build a great brand with all its ingredients and that's where i'm also teaching today so i do speaker engagement and teaching engagement and i think in order to do that you need to be an expert in something uh, to talk in a convincing way so yes t-shape i think is a, a good way of building a profile um, and today you can't be too specialized because if you want to be part of a management team, you need to see all the angles. You need to understand sales, finance, business development, uh, culture, because you're building a company. So brand and business has to be linked very closely together. Mm -hmm. yep. That makes sense to you. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I think like um, uh, you you coming from this this perspective on on brand is is really interesting because I know you've also well you you call yourself like a change uh, leader um, as well and you've been driving kind of transformation in in companies coming from like a a brand perspective so you do you think that like changing a brand can help change the the business and the company and that could be a true driver to transformation. Absolutely. I truly believe that. And the way I look at brands, it's, it's the kind of DNA of your company. So brand consists of many different things, but it's the soul, the DNA of a company. It's very much around culture and what you want to stand for. And in order to, to make change happen, there's a couple of things that you, you need to do. One is to paint a very clear vision. What is the journey? Where are we now and where are we heading? And as I mentioned, the way I operate and what I really believe in is that brand drives your business and the business has to be very closely linked to your brand because that's how people look at you, both from the outside, but also from the inside. So if you want to make a big transformation, you have to drive it with your brand. But it's also important that you are true to who you are as a brand. You have heard the expression, uh, paint, uh, paint lipstick on a gorilla yep. or on a cake, yeah. <laughs> I always tell my clients, don't do that because people will look through it very quickly because the brand is the soul and the DNA of your company. And that involves your culture, your people, uh, what you stand for, your purpose. So I've always been driving change with the brand in the forefront because that's how you can also drive the business forward. But it's important that you paint a vision of where you want to go. So we're here now and want to go over there. And then to take people on a journey and also try to, to look into how would that journey look like and explore it 
together with your people. You need to get them engaged and inspired. And if people have joined your brand for different reasons, which is what happens when you do a great job and you have a great brand, people get attracted to that. You can also use that brand in order for you to make change happen. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to, to also change your brand in order to make change happen. That's what happened, for example, a long time ago when I was at Anderson Consulting and we did this huge transformation towards becoming Accenture. That was not only business transformation, it was also brand transformation. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's a matter of understanding really who you are and who you aspire to be. And if there's a gap in between, you need to close that gap. Right. That's part okay. of the change. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel that it's um, it's difficult to um, to convince companies or um, I guess CEOs or, or leadership teams the of the role of of marketing can play in the transformation or or that they can actually almost lead that transformation, right? Because they are both close to what's happening internally and inspiring people, but also close to the customers and inspiring that or leading that, that transformation in the customer's mind. So in a way I can see marketing having like a very big role, but not all companies I feel are aware of that. Are they doing the transformation and, and having marketing kind of follow? Mm. I believe marketing can definitely be the leader of change. I've been doing that both on client side uh, when I was CMO of companies, but I've also done it as an advisor and consulting, helping other companies to lead that change. And like you said, marketing has a kind of natural role to play because you are responsible for the brand, very close to customers. And you also have, I think most marketing teams, a role where you can you can use your tools uh, in a very good way to drive change. But change is about people. So in the end of the day, no matter who is driving change, being the kind of change leader has to have the remit, has to have support from the board, from the management team, uh, has to have adequate resources. And also, uh, I think where, where change sometimes stop or doesn't succeed is when you go through a couple of layers of change and things look great, but then suddenly you come to a layer where you have a lot of resistance. And that is something that many companies maybe doesn't talk enough about in the beginning. So, so how do we handle that resistance? Or they don't give enough resources to the person and the team who is driving the change or they kind of stop change when the resistance come. And then you never get a full transformation to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's incredibly important to understand how we people react to change. I mean, like, like I talked to you about in the beginning, I'm very interested in leadership and people. That's why I also certify as a coach mm -hmm. and have studied both psychology and NLP. And we are humans and humans naturally resist change. So that is a curve we just need to get through. And a change leader has to understand that curve and get people on board. But then you will probably have some people who resist change and doesn't want to get on board. 
And that could be really tricky for a company. So then you might have to take a decision on, do I want to get everyone on board and how do I do that? Or maybe I have to get some new people on board on this change journey and maybe let some other find another company to work for. And many companies are facing that challenge uh, when they have started their change journey. And that is incredibly difficult to handle. Yeah, because of course it gets to the, the human side and you never want to let people go, I guess. Or like, but, but if they're not, if they don't want to get on board, yeah, maybe they're not in the right ship. <laughs> so mm. no, I totally, uh, totally get that. And uh, how, how do you see, like, um, is there like a, a process or way or some tools to be able to, for marketers to drive that change within their, their company? Is it like a, if like the, the CEO or like the leadership team is not really on board with a marketing led transformation in a way, I guess it's a really hard battle to fight, um, but maybe there is some, some tools or some way that marketing can help um, lead that transformation. Mm. Yes, I think support from the board and support from the CEO is incredibly important. And that has to be continuous support. It can't just be in the beginning and then you let someone go. It has to be uh, in a way that everybody knows this is our change agenda and we will have to follow it. And there will be ups and downs and there will be some tough times and there will be some amazing times until we reach our journey and the vision we are, are opting in for. So you have to be prepared for those ups and downs and you need to have a support system for that. So I think that is one of the tools, uh, support from the right people and also understanding, like I said, the, the mechanism of how people understand and reacts towards change, that could be a good thing. Uh, you have lots of marketing tools that you can use, which is, uh, for example, in the company I've been working for before, often around digital. So introducing digital, uh, start to work much more um, uh, with growth marketing, with uh, moving leads from sales into marketing. I think that is a big transformation in many companies where sales has traditionally been responsible for all the leads in a sometimes more traditional way, whereas now suddenly marketing takes the lead and work with a completely different type of, of tools, digital marketing tools, marketing automation, etc. And that could be a, a big change for many people. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm a believer in telling people uh, what's going to happen and also try to inspire them about the journey. And that inspiration goes a long way. So you have to fire up yourself as a change leader with energy that then can convince people that this is the way forward. Mm -hmm. We can't really go back. And I love the expression that the only constant in life is change. <laughs> that's so true. You can't resist change. You, you, you just have to live with things will change. And it's better to be part of the change than to resist it. But then again, it's important to involve people. So you talk about what does this mean for my team? What does it mean for me? How can I adapt? Uh, how can I contribute? So people feel that they are involved. Mm -hmm. Often there is a team who's running the change 
on their own and that's not going to be successful yeah no that's true it needs to kind of be in uh, everyone going in the same in the same direction otherwise it's not going to really uh, succeed and uh, and i guess the um what, what I'm thinking about is like, okay, we, we talked a little bit about, about leads and having like marketing take over a bigger role in, in driving sales in a way or driving sales leads. Um, and, and that's been a transformation in a lot of, of companies that they realize that that marketing is more than, than doing PowerPoints and uh, they can actually contribute to the business. But it almost pushed um in my mind marketing in becoming only about leads um and i think there is like this this balance on like well a big part of it of course is to contribute to the business and marketing can be more than being a cost centers and it can actually contribute to to delivering revenue um but there are activities and think that the marketing team needs to do and especially if the goal is is a bigger transformation that might not be related to just driving leads do you agree with that or yes i think you're highlighting a very important point as i said i'm a brand guardian yeah i truly <laughs> believe in brands and i've been having so many different sessions with uh, boards and management teams helping clients to tell them that brand is a long-term investment you need to invest in your brand because that will increase the value of your company whereas some people they see it as some fluffy stuff that is, yeah i'm not going to go into that area yeah. <laughs> anyway um i think it's incredibly important to not lose sight of what are we supposed to do because building a brand is a long-term uh, activity and you need to understand it's long term there's a reason why all the big brands like apple like uh, uh, coca-cola like nike etc they pour into millions of hundreds of dollars each year to emphasize their brand and to do uh, all those brand activities along with doing growth marketing digital marketing marketing automation etc getting leads so you need to do both some companies, they, they think that, oh, it's a new era. Everything is now digital. Everything is about social media. And they put all their budget into that. No, it's not how it works. It's just a new channel. That's a way of doing things. Whereas how you build a brand, that's how do you actually build the DNA of your company? How do you attract people? Uh, how do you make sure that your values is understood by your customers? How do you create a fantastic customer experience all those things is still there. Mm -hmm. So you need to work with long-term brand activities aside with leads, with digital marketing, with social media, et cetera. So I think it's almost like when you do a painting, you don't need to choose, shall I paint it black or white? No, you choose all the different colors, but depending if you want to paint a landscape or if you want to paint abstract, it might look slightly different. You see mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. And I, I totally agree, agree with that. I think the, um, the question I, I get a lot when I, when I talk about that as well is like, yeah, but um, at least with, with marketing or digital tactics, um, we can measure. And so how do you measure brand? 
how do you measure then you succeeding in like building this brand? Um, and that's that's a question I, I get a lot. So it'll be interesting to hear what, what you think. Mm-hmm. How do you answer to that? Like, yeah, but we can't measure it. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> it, it has always been this question around how do you measure and the KPIs of branding has been a little bit fluffy because it's been about awareness, preference, those kind of KPIs that even if you track, like big brands, they track sometimes every week, every month, etc. And you you need to make those links back to okay, we did all those brand and marketing activities, so maybe that's why you know awareness is going up, etc. But now with the introduction of everything digital and social media, it becomes much easier to measure, which I think is a good thing. So you have KPIs where you can clearly look at, at you know, how many clicks, et cetera. What, what was the success of this specific campaign when we connected it to this specific product? But I think that you can't truly just relate to that because it's not the whole truth. You can have lots of people who's just clicking on an ad, but at the same time think, oh God, I see this brand everywhere. I'm getting tired of them now. I want to have a, a real uh, connection with a human person or a real store or something that has to do with the brand. So we shouldn't underestimate the value of understanding the power of, of both and then to also build our own platform, depending on which brand are we working for, who is our target group, what do we want to achieve? You know, those parameters are important in order for us to then choose. So what channels, what kind of activities, uh, what is the time span, what is our budget? There's so many different parameters you have to, to keep in mind. And KPIs are important, but it's not the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And both you and, and I know that people tend to say that they make decisions in a very rational way, but that's not true. Uh, <laughs> we make 90 to 95% of our decisions in a very emotional way. Mm-hmm. And we kind of rationalize it with logic reasons. So the emotional part, that's all about branding. We can't always explain why, why do you buy this toothpaste or this uh, watch or why do you like these uh, TV channels, etc. It, it's very much about an emotional value built up during a long time. Of course, you can do that with digital marketing as well. But it's just one activity, one way of building a brand. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at the, the helicopter perspective again of the company and also of building a brand. Use yeah. all the different tools in your toolbox. Yeah, and have a broader broader vision, I guess, and uh, and a long-term one as well. It's like, of course, it's easier to focus on short-term results, on clicks on an ad, and uh, but at the same time, it's it's a lot, yeah, a lot more difficult to measure the long-term impact that like a poor brand could have on your digital activities, right? Like if if you have a terrible brand, then probably your activity will underperform, not today, but in six months or a year. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just that the, the lag time there is also kind of difficult to measure for, for marketers or for brand <laughs> believers. <laughs> it's, it's harder to, to prove, but yeah, I mean, we, we're on the same page for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, great. Um, well, thank you, thank you so much for for talking to me today i um 
I uh, wish uh, we could spend a little bit more time together and I have a lot more questions to ask you, but I think for today, I really wanted to, to focus on, on the transformation and then on, on building a current marketing. And I think that's, um, that was uh, fantastic to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you so much. And if I can just end with one thing, we yeah. are all humans. And that goes for both brands and driving transformation. So if you understand that secret, yeah, you will be successful. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Marketing Spot Chat. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. If you learn a thing or two, feel free to share this episode. And also let me know. I'm on LinkedIn. Please connect, share your thoughts, and I'll see you there. Bye bye for now.